0: We told you after the game, they're gonna be talking about the tight. Two cans of beer a day, and that's your bleeding
1: lot. And now we've got an extra one because they stopped the touch. So will put on our city clothes. Find a a sailor's just a sailor. Just like he was before.
0: That's right. Welcome into the Coach's Corner. Live once again, as we are every Thursday night from here on out. Brought to you by Broadway Sports Media at broadwaysportsmedia.com. Make sure you head on over there to shop.broadway. And check out our shop. Check out all of our shirts. Check out the lovely, quite lovely shirt that Jonathan has on. Uh, one of our hosts is doing his part by wearing the merch of the show and, and showing it off there. So go grab you one. They're super comfortable. Just in time for the. You can get. I think if you order them now, you might be able to get them. Not by the Chiefs game, but by the next game, so you can wear and. and uh, Yes. And Jonah, we are watching the Browns. We have it on the screen as we will every single Thursday that we have this and there's NFL football. Why not have it on TV? Uh, we are going to try to talk about the Titans versus the Bills. Big win for the Titans on Monday Night Football Electric Stadium. According to some, it was it 60-40 was Bills, but from people that were actually there and had a brain. It, it was 70-30 and that's what it sounded like on TV. And that's kind of where I want to start, Jonathan. How good does it feel to see the, that kind of electricity in Nissan Stadium again?
1: Yeah, you know, some people were reporting 50-50, but uh, maybe that was up in the nosebleeds, I think. You know, they kind of invade. And, you know, there's lots of talk all, all week that, you know, Nashville's the, the travel town. People like to come here and uh, spend lots of money, enjoy the vacation, long weekend. Um, but, you know, you saw the energy, and you saw a team that kind of fed off of that energy. So it was kind of a, a slow start, but uh, this is a team that really got it together um, and really showed up. And for a team that has kind of been... There it is, Mercurial on the season. It was nice to see <laughs> them put show. together put together <laughs> a, uh, a a strong performance. And, I mean, while while not everything was perfect, the, it was the probably the most complete game that they have played in all facets.
0: Yeah, and that's and we've been preaching this for a while that, you, that we still hadn't seen the Titans play a complete game, and that includes coaching staff, the 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 way they mapped it out. And this was as close to I think a complete game as you get. And what a time to have it. When a you're dealing with injuries all across the field to defensive backs, I don't I don't even know if there's a defensive back left on the team that's not uh, previously on the practice team. I know I know Jenkins is still there, but I'm just saying that the injury bug is running rampant. The Chipotle bug uh, is running rampant, and just don't eat Chipotle apparently that's the lesson we learned this week uh we're probably not ever going to be sponsored by chipotle just like aj brown's not going to be but that's a rough week and, I, and i'm just saying right now if he has salmonella or something other kind of food poisoning that that makes it even more impressive to me that he was able, able to go out there and do seven for 91 and contribute like he did now they had him on some pretty i, I don't want to say easy routes by any means because he was running across the middle for the most part but they already hit him in space and, and let him get going so the fact that he was able to come out and produce kudos to you sir that was amazing
1: yeah, and mean, especially all the catches coming in the second half, right? That right. th- that's even more impressive for that's a guy that's that gonna to be gonna be low on <laughs> low on energy. Sure. So to be able to bounce back out there now, now you turn your attention. Hey, he, he still seems to be having some issues. Is he gonna be able to get it together for uh, this coming Sunday? But yeah, it's a good performance for a guy to step up, especially when Julio has the has another tweak of the hamstring. Sure, um, so nice to see him who has not had a great start to the season start to contribute some.
0: Yeah, definitely. And and uh, real quick before we move on, if you are watching us live stream, remember, uh, perfectly fine if you want to watch on Twitter. But if you want to contribute to the show, if you want to comment, head on over to Facebook or YouTube. Uh, Twitter is a great social media format, especially if you want to mute people you don't want to hear. That's my advice of the day. If you, if you don't like hearing what someone has to say, just mute them. It's not, because it's you, you, you're not going to convince an idiot to change their mind. And if you think they're an idiot, whether they are or not, you're not your point of view is not going to get them to change their minds. So just mute them, move on with your life. It's so much more relaxing. Uh, but head on over to YouTube or Facebook, go through the comments, uh, chime into the show. Jonah's already got us working early on some comments, so we like to interact, so head on over. If you're listening to the podcast next day, it's even more incentive to come watch this Live because here in a little bit we'll get to some play breakdowns as well. Uh, so yeah, I'm actually looking forward to
1: seeing Ryan is going to once again use some new technology. Pretty sure that be, uh, on a on a hammer and chisel this yeah. time. So um, it, there'll really be some uh, you know so, some interesting noises that come out of yeah. it. But uh, we're we built, like to keep no, him on yeah. his toes.
0: We're building up, so I got I got to use some 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 tools to to, to contribute to the show. So but uh, let's go back to the Titans Bills game before we move on to anything. So couple things that, that we noted while we were watching it, and one of which was I really thought that this was one of the more, especially in the second half, one of the better games by Downing so far. The, the play calling, it was balanced. and But here's the thing. There were some miscues by players in the first half, which I think contributed to them not being able to flow. We we talked in our in our group chat today about a screen pass where Derrick Henry had tripped over Nate Davis. No one but Jonathan remembered, though, that there was a flag thrown in that play, so it wouldn't have counted anyway. Uh, but you, you saw how close they were in some things. There were just some little minor miscues. It was nice to see them all pull together in the second half. So it was, and then to me, it was a combination of downing and keeping his balance and sticking to it, sticking to his guns. Cause I don't think he changed a whole lot. I just think he stuck with it. So kudos to him and getting those players back out there, but also Tannehill all while he was not spectacular in the second half was much better than he was in the first half and was a plus contributor to the game.
1: Yeah, I mean it's nice to see a guy that again has a little bit of a slow start. Uh, he had a terrible interception. Uh, he completely tried to force a ball, and when you go through the reads as a quarterback, he, I really am not sure what he exactly saw there because just going through the reads, he never should have even tried to attempt the ball to Julio there that where he threw the bad interception. Uh, actually, would if, if he had continued through, he had a little bit of pressure around his feet, so he probably tried to panic just a little bit. Um, but then he comes out in the second half, completes his last ten passes. Uh, again, this is. A team that i think went six straight possessions uh taking out the kneel downs with uh, putting points on the board so that's the offense that you kind of expected to see um yeah they had to deal with some injuries but yeah downing even on the drives where at the beginning where they're a little bit slow starting it wasn't necessarily sloppy um just a couple of miscues here or there um and so th- those are going to happen you're not going to score on every single drive so like i said uh Offense really came to play defense, regardless of the points that they put up against a great against a uh, great offense, thought they came to play. Uh, I don't even have any complaints about the special teams, even though some people are saying uh, Craig Ackerman should be fired.
0: Yeah, and that was my next point. I'm, I'm really glad the defense played as well as they did, especially considering they fired the entire uh, defensive coaching staff at halftime and didn't come back out, to, and they and they basically coached themselves. But no, that, that's the thing with the defense, and um, that's the thing with the defense is that we've, we've said all along that the offense can just click and be proficient in their game plan, not even have to score touchdowns every single drive. That's the ultimate goal when you're talking about taking a drive, uh, all that kind of stuff. But the defense just has to be competent enough to keep teams within range of this offense and the offense just has to go out and be proficient and that's that's why we call this the most complete game from the titans is because you saw what they could be especially with all the injuries, what they look like. So the defense, yes, they gave up some plays, and yes, people wanted to cut Jenkins at halftime. I'm surprised he came back out with all the all the people cutting him on social media. But here's the thing, with all the injuries they've got on, I saw someone today say, let's trade for someone. Uh, I think it's Xavier Howard, and someone said they couldn't afford him. I was like, oh, just cut Jackrabbit. It's like, okay, well, then you're kind of in the same position you are now. <laughs> well, you're, still,
1: you're in a better position. You're in a better they position on Howard. one side, yeah. sure. Yeah, but I'm just right. saying,
0: you're still relying on practice. The goal to get Xavier Howard is, is, is or Another corner that's a capable starter is to not have practice squad guys out on the other side because smart, capable NFL co- <laughs> the offensive coordinator is going to take advantage of that to death. Xavier Howard's going to be great because nothing's going to get thrown at him. I'm, but, I'm pretty
1: tired of people. You know, Jack Rabbit had a bad had a bad play or two, but overall he did not play right. poorly in this game. And it's funny he's it's the easy target going after him at this point because you know he did have some poor plays early on in the season, um, but you know going into a new defense. Uh, he I'm not trying to make excuses for him, but I'm just saying he has not been as bad as everybody that wants to jump down his throat every single mistake that he makes.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing about corners. I mean, I, I always say offensive linemen get the bad brunt because if you have one bad play, you had a you had a terrible game. You could have had the other ninety of your ninety-one plays were, were perfectly fine, but that one was bad, and that's all the people are going to remember.
1: Hey, it's like a it's like an edge rusher that comes shows up for one one play a game, and if he if he can get a sack, it doesn't matter what he does the rest of the game, right? Right,
0: exactly. So or if you know the edge rusher does great, but he, he blows one coverage, or they ask him to cover in man on a goal line in a perfectly reasonable situation, and he he doesn't quite get there, then people are going to say, well, why is he doing that? Well. Well, I mean
1: trying to send me down a tangent. Yes, here, I am trying to trigger me. I'm not doing it. <laughs> I will not bite. Who do I? Th- Why
0: am I the way I am? Right. Right. Exactly. But let's let's go over that. Like so, for me, the offense I thought was a little more efficient uh, today because even though Tannehill was a little happy, I really thought the offensive line, and I think you've seen it two weeks in a row, some improvement from the offensive line. Uh, their run blocking's been decent all year. It's been getting better, which is a good thing. Right. But the pass blocking was terrible early. And if you go back through here, they're not getting beat by the stunts anymore. Like they were, they're picking things up. They're recognizing things better. They're giving Tannehill more time. And there was something I saw that they still had 10 pressures and they're like, well, that's still too many. I was like, yeah, but it wasn't 20. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, let's, it's, this is an improvement. And plus I I really didn't this other games where he got 15 pressures, but I was like, you felt those 15, I saw 10 pressures. I was like, I didn't really feel it was that bad because he wasn't on the ground. He wasn't constantly trying to get picked up.
1: Yeah. Now, and I think you know, we talked about it even coming into the season, you know, or when I remember whenever there was the rumor that the Titans were going to play, uh, three right tackles and rotate them in there that, you know, the problem that I had with that was going to be the, um, can Nate Davis and whoever that is get comfortable, especially Nate Davis, who had gotten pretty comfortable with a Dennis Kelly over the past couple of years. So, um, It could be a situation where Nate has started to get comfortable with Questenberry to that right side, that communication, that uh, being in cohesion there, Mm -hmm. that you're starting to see some improvement. Um, And I see here that, you know, talking about Kendall Lamb looking solid in relief. And frankly, yeah, he did. I, I think this is a team that because they want to run the ball when the run game is working you know, Kendall Lamb, you don't want him going one on one with Miles Garrett coming off the edge. You definitely don't want that situation, but can he be a plus run blocker? I think so. I think he can do that, and you've seen the Titans get by with those kind of players in the past, so I think, yeah, kudos to him. Unfortunate for Lawan because it really, after that terrible first week that he had, has really yeah. definitely gotten into a groove. Um, don't want to have a guy to have these repeat concussions. Don't want to have to deal with that, um, so hope the best for him, just from a, from a personal Note as a as a human being. You don't want somebody dealing with that. Um, but from a football perspective, just unfortunate because he had been playing so well.
0: Yeah, he really uh, that first game, and I think again, you look back, let's uh, just a second on Taylor LeWan, because I know the people they direct a lot of hate at him as well, but he's one of the leaders of that offensive line, if not the team. And yes, he is brash and does some things, but you 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 want him to be him. And he has cut down on the penalty significantly since from his younger years. I mean, they're still there, but it's also that kind of, as a pass comes every time he gets a penalty, Oh, Taylor's always getting penalties. Well, it's not as frequent as it was. And he does, he's not blowing things like assignments and things like he was, but the knee was clearly an issue in game one, whether he wants to admit it or not. And he was still thinking about that. The pop scared him out of the next game in pregame warmups and all that's pretty normal. But once I think once he got past that pop, there was nothing. It was just scar tissue resettling or, or, or whatever. Okay, let's go. And then you start to see him be more confident. And the same thing with Nate Davis as well. If it's getting used to the new tackle, I don't think that affects the scheme as much, the way the pass protections work. But what your point is, is if he's not comfortable with who he's playing next to, he's having to think about run blocking and he's trying to think all this. He's not focused as much. He also was getting over an illness from early in the season two. Maybe that's finally leaving. He's getting healthy 100% as well. So you want to have all those guys. Uh, Carter wants all those guys healthy. He doesn't want to have to try to rely on the back, especially when your number one interior backup is still out in Brewer. Um but they got by, and they were, and they looked good doing an offensive line. So kudos to that coaching staff for, for keeping them together. And he's doing another good job. I, I don't really want to hear about any more internal turmoil or anything like that for the offensive line because whether they hate each other or not, they're getting the job done. And they they come to they come they're coming out to play every week, and it's getting better. Hopefully, that continues through the next week as well.
1: But I heard the offensive line hates the coach.
0: Yeah, maybe it's in spite of the coach, I don't care whatever it is it's working because now it's 2 years in a row you've seen major injuries to the offensive line where you like to keep it the starting five if you, you know you you don't want to inter, you know interchange anybody really that's not your preference. They're constantly having to interchange positions and they're still making they're still going to produce a 2000-yard rusher if he stays on the base he is. 2200 whatever it is. Uh, it's 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 a feat that's never been happened and, the, and the people are still going to say this offensive line didn't, didn't good enough even with that kind of uh it's not all it's not all Henry. Henry's special. He is, but you have to have an offensive line that lets him get going, and that's what they're doing right now.
1: Yeah. So, I, as we l- switch over to the defense, and I know uh, Kevin, I see your comment here from Facebook talking about the breakdowns on the defense, and I, I agree, the breakdowns on the defense are the big problem. But mm-hmm. those, I will also say, those are not all jackrabbit. Those a bit we've seen those from borders, and I will say this. You can kind of tell what a team thinks about a player by how they attack, and I can tell you that when uh, Jackrabbit was in and Borders were in, there was no question where the Buffalo Bills were going with that football. They were going after Breon Borders over and over. Again, I have been saying that Jackrabbit while there may be some issues, his biggest issue are on these plays that take or that are long developing or broken down plays where he has to uh, cover in a scramble drill. That's where his athleticism is lacking at this point in his career, and that's where you're going to see trouble. Um, Really liked what the Titans did overall on defense. We get to the play breakdown this week. I am, as usual, going to do a defensive breakdown, but actually going to do a little bit in the run game. Um, but I thought that the, the DBs competed. Elijah Molden continues to improve. And, you know, you had these injuries pop up again. Unfortunate for uh, Caleb Farley. You hate to see that. You hope that he's able to bounce back. But Chris Jackson, I personally, just based on athleticism, was a little bit worried with Chris Jackson having to play outside. And he's not the guy that you hope that has to play out there consistently. He is more of a slot guy, um, but played fairly admirably. He competed. Yeah. He competed against a good Bills wide receiving
0: core. It's unfortunate to see him get rolled up uh, on the play and and had the foot injury. So, because he was playing well, uh, and you don't want to, you definitely don't want to go from your first string to your second string corner. Well, in this case, technically, the Titans were going down to their third string corner. Then he gets hurt, and then you're going down to your fourth string corner. So, you never want to see those kind of things in a a secondary as well. So, they just got to hold tight. And and again, with the Bills, with the plan, and I I wanted you to kind of talk about this as well, what you saw from their game plan. Uh, But from what I saw, they were. Really practicing on keeping everything in front of them, not giving up the big play. Even though they did give up the one, I get that. But they were trying their best throughout the game to make the bills work for every yard. And that was seen the defensive coach's mindset. And all they had spies on Allen quite a bit in the game. Uh, Rashawn Evans came up with a good play. I know we we like to bag on him a lot, but he actually had some. He actually had a, an okay game for his standards. David Long again had a great game. But they really were like play everything in front, come up and attack. They, they kind of not not necessarily played a shell, but they didn't do anything special with their blitz packages, but they got pressure with their front four, and that was key for them in the stunts. And that's one of the plays I'm going to go over here in a little bit, too, uh, is, is to be able to get to Allen and, and bother him and make him comfortable. Because uh, there were, on some of these plays where they got to him and made him run, they got to him 20, I think it was they're credited with 20 uh, pressures, so that that's really great. They did have some blitzes in there, but they picked their moments and they were smart about it. It wasn't just blitzing for the sake of blitzing, so I thought they did a really good job with their game
1: plan well yeah i mean they're they're playing too high a lot they're trying to mix it up show some different looks with uh some invert cover two that they were trying to play and that's ultimately what got jack rabbit on the play where he stayed inside it was the perfect combination of route with the uh with the switch release off the line with uh beasley essentially running a wheel route it's the perfect combination and puts a corner that's running an invert cover two in a bad spot because that's going to be difficult you're you're playing up close you're immediately in bail tech Need to get back to that middle of the field and you see a receiver running with you the whole time, asking him to then flip his hips and no- realize that there could be another threat to the outside. That's a lot. So that's one of those situations where, um, you know, just a combination of route and coverage just wasn't in the Titans' favors. Um, and then I want to comment here about, you know, love the way they're using Elijah Molden from Stoney Keeley on Facebook here. Stoney. Uh, shout out Stoney. Yeah. And so I agree. Look, I'm the one that said it, at the beginning of the year, even in the Cardinals game, that Elijah Molden... And I saw him play uh, at the point of attack to a bunch formation and knew how to handle uh, some of these rub routes. I said he shouldn't come off the field now Chris Jackson has played well and Molden has gotten beat a couple of times on these deep routes but he also is now not being put in these positions where his athleticism just doesn't allow him to succeed and so I think with them playing more deep two safeties he's got a bit more safety help and yeah Molden is a smart player he understands and he's physical so a lot of times um, I know if anybody's listening to the radio today uh, Greg Cosell talked about how they were using in some cases where they'd only bring three line but then they'd blitz Elijah Molden or another DB it was mostly Molden off the outside creating that fourth rusher. And so it's kind of simulating that fourth look, but also making something for uh, Allen to think about.
0: Right. And that's kind of my, was my point is they were smart about it and not bringing too many to, to leave too many things open uh, for Alan, because Allen has had a great couple years. He's very talented, uh, but I, th- he, I still think he's mistake prone or he can, he can make bad decisions in certain moments and, there were a couple of plays I watched later on that I, he missed some open receivers. So not trying to say the Titans got lucky, but I think the Titans were able to keep him off balance enough to where he wasn't doing uh, the things that he had been throughout the season. So, so good job for them to be able to um, get all that done uh, and really kudos to the Titans defense, offense coaches. I, I don't know what else to say. Henry's all of, obviously Henry is uh hall of fame bound after running all over the number one defense in all the land and in, in history, according to bills fans, this was the best defense ever. You know, you just hate to see the injuries. And one thing I want to say about Caleb Farley, he's not a wasted first round pick. Okay. Yes. There were injury concerns, but there are injury concerns about his back. Yes. He had an ACL in college too. That was the other leg. So, ACLs happen. They're, they're one of the more freak things that happen in, in, in football. And he literally planted with his foot. It wasn't even a contact. It just buckled on him the wrong way those things happen hopefully he'll get back and get healthy I'm not ready to call him a bust or a waste just yet I think he's still got a lot more football in him he'll come back stronger next year Fulton took a long time I know he didn't have an ACL or anything but Fulton took some time to to get to where he was at the start of the year and he's hurt right now so I mean these things happen to players you you, you can't call him a bust just because of one hurt or say that the Titans did a bad job uh, or wasting a pick on him or or that another GM wouldn't do it because you don't know what that GM would have done in that situation you have no clue it's not, not fair to say. And it, you also can't call him injury prone. The, if the back re- aggravates itself and it's the same injury, okay, yes. That's maybe something that caused concern, but it wasn't his back. He looked healthy and, and physical until that play. So I, I don't have a problem with it.
1: I think, he's, I think it's reasonable to be concerned about his injury history. Um, I Now, does it mean that he's a bust already? No, but I think it's reasonable to be concerned.
0: Yeah. Defense is doing well, and as Andrew points out here on the TD throw to Diggs, Jack Rabbit was in perfect uh, coverage. He was there in step with him. Yeah, sometimes Stephon Diggs throw. is just a great receiver. Stephon too. Diggs. I mean, yeah, exactly. He is. And also, the Bills probably should have been flagged on that play for a man downfield because I think it was Dawkins was like six yards downfield, but they missed it it happens you, you can't really blame that on the refs because it still was a heck of a throw heck of a catch so um but that's what we saw in the game from film let's take it to Jonathan and see what he saw for his play breakdown
1: So I usually am here talking about defensive back play, actually going to go a little bit of a different route tonight. So I wanted to talk about the run game. So this is on the final drive that the Bills had, and everybody remembers kind of Jeffrey Simmons and what he uh, what he did that did Josh Allen slip? Did he not? Uh, The thing I really wanted to talk about, though, is the couple plays before that the Bills actually attempt a run play and they get a pretty good look. And frankly, Bills get in. It doesn't matter about... The, you ain't getting to one yard. They get in, and it's probably the ball game right there. So every play counts. And so as we look at this play, we, the Titans are in a 6-DB look because in this look, you're expecting the Bills to, to throw. You're always expecting the Bills to throw. They are, they are a throwing team. They are not a running team. In this situation they're very much even more so going to be pass heavy because they've got to get the ball down. They've got, they're trying to get into the end zone and take the game. So the bills have four wide receivers on the field. They actually have one put in this, uh, this H back position here. I think that's Gabe Davis here. Um, so ultimately you see the six, the, the, the weird H back position kind of is a giveaway that maybe they're up to something a little bit, but they're still going to be expecting pass. So we Go to the next slide here, and you'll notice this is what you're going to see a little bit of a delayed handoff draw here. You see that none of the offensive linemen are truly firing off very hard here. So the linebackers are not—the one linebacker, David Long, is not going to come firing off at them. And so this other linebacker position here is actually Dane Cruikshank, which— little bit of a shout out. I said that the Titans probably in last week's show, this was a formation, a look that I thought the Titans should play a little bit more against the Bills because of like how they like to play. Go with that one linebacker look until the Bills actually commit to the run. So they actually go with that look um, it, as we see it right here. So go on to the next look. So we kind of see the end zone view here. So the one thing you'll notice is that the uh, the Bills are getting that double team on Jeffrey Simmons right here in the middle. And as you start to look at numbers, um, you can kind of see that things are starting to open up. Frankly, the Bills have a great look right here to take this one straight into the end zone. They've got a man-on-man all the way through. They've got a double team at the point of attack. You can see that this double team is going to break off up to get a body on David Long. So... Right now, if you look at how it is, and the, these things change in a, in a hurry, but the Titans are in a really, are the Bills, rather, in a really good position to take the game right here. You can see with uh, Moss's eyes, he's seeing the seas parting. From the uh, aerial view here, you can kind of see how everything is lining up just how we saw. So the Bills are in a really good spot. You can start to see, though, Jeffrey Simmons makes a really good play. And again, we talk about what he did down on that one yard line. He makes this play along with David Long. Just an absolutely great play. I know there's a a running joke that, you know, Jeffrey Simmons really needs to step his game up. These are the kinds of plays taking a double team right here and being able to he doesn't get credit for it. This is a perfect example. He doesn't get credit for it. But if Moss does not have to do any sort of a cutback or anything like that, he's waltzing into the end zone. We go here, and here's the key. Here is the key. Jeffrey Simmons has managed to cross the face of of Mitchell Morse here. He's able to show his helmet. As a running back, your coach, to say, wherever I see the helmet of the defender, to go the other way. So he sees that Simmons' helmet has now popped to this side, causing him to immediately cut back. And we look up here, you can see these blocks on the right side are absolutely developing, exactly like what the Bills want you see that the double team is breaking off and we're about to have a guard matched up with uh, David Long again at this point. But now, now we got a little bit of a change because uh, Jeffrey Simmons has managed to cross the, cross the face and try to get Moss to do something other than what he wants to do. And sure enough, he does go with the cutback. And then this is where David Long is able to cut underneath the guard that was working on that double team to come up. And if he doesn't make the play because you've got the cutback, where we talked about the Bills having numbers going to the point of attack. Now the Titans have the numbers. Now you see you've got three defenders to two offensive linemen to block. So at this point, the play is completely changed. And all of this is because of Jeffrey Simmons, who, if you see on this picture, is just uh, throwing Mitchell Morse to the ground at this point. So this is the kind of play that we talk about. And as you look at here from the aerial view at that same point where the play went from the game in the hands of the Buffalo Bills to the Titans getting a short, short gain, getting the bills, getting just a short gain. You see how it plays out. You have a scramble by Josh Allen after an incomplete pass. And then you have the one yard stop. But again, this is a small play and a great play by Jeffrey Simmons taking on that double team, getting no credit for on in the stat sheet, but making plays that other players simply don't make.
0: have my mic down because I was coughing over here like an idiot because I can't drink water. Apparently Bravo, sir. And I'll touch a little bit on that on a couple plays later after that as well, because there's, I know we, everyone saw the Simmons big stop, but kind of want to touch on a couple things. I think the Titans did to help themselves out as well. So well done there. Uh, the first play that I want to see, we talked about how the, the Titans were able to, um, manufacture some pressure, uh, by not just blitzing extra guys, bringing extra runners. So what you see here is that the Titans obviously line up at a four man front. Uh, Landry who gets the sack I would I want to watch him as we go through these these screenshots because basically what happens is Titans are running a stunt here in the middle and he's coming crashing hard here and what you want to when you crash with those first, the first defense or defender across to allow for the looper, which is Simmons, to come around, what that what that person is trying to do is he's trying to eat up space and take those guards with him. Now, defensive holding gets called all the time because the, 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 sometimes these guys, when they're going across in their stunt, will grab the guard and pull them with them. You got to try to initiate contact and drag them without doing that. Kind of like when you have a pick route and a route. Uh, you want to do it smartly. You can't just have an illegal screen, so you just have to run your route and get in the way. So this is what he does here. But as we go through this, you'll start to see that Landry comes off the ball. He looks like he's coming out. You see him start to stem. I don't know if you can see it, but his foot right there starts to stem up foot as he start to, to pivot back inside. And he's already on the outside shoulder outside half of this guard here trying to trying to indicate and and drag him that way and set him up. Now he thinks, oh, he's coming up, let me set up. But now he's going across, and the, the guard's going to have to go with him. You see here Simmons is kind of doing the same thing. The center is blocking straight up, so they think they've got them head on. Before I go any further, what makes another key to this play is that you've got your outside contain out of Bud Dupree and Autry coming here to keep allen in the pocket not give him an escape route so they're very key to this as well because you got to count on that pressure in the middle to get to allen so the outside rushers are trying to do their job and keep him contained they cannot get too far in or too far out to give him a lane to get away from this and, and ruin the good work by landry and simmons here so that's how this is getting to start set up this next clip you see what i was talking about where the guard is now completely, you see his shoulders, where as an offensive lineman, what you want to have happen here is you want to have your feet and your shoulders square as you're moving your feet to shuffle inside. And he's not doing that. He's trying to, to cut off the penetration because it's so well. But Landry does such a job, he forcefully, forcefully hits Morse in the side and is starting to pin him. So then now, because the idea here is for him to pin, take up this guard, pin the center, and now Simmons is the one that's supposed to have the free reign to Josh Allen, but here's what happens because of Landry's force and 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 how hard he hits this and, and how properly he takes this stun angle. If you look on this next slide, oh, that's not gonna work. He takes the he takes the guard with him. Pardon me. He takes the he takes the center out. Now Morris is on his back. The guard does what he's supposed to to go out there and pick up the looper because remember Simmons came from here. So the guard does what he is. He's passing him off to the center. Now look at this. Look at this free lane that Landry has to Allen all because of his initial effort for a teammate to free up Simmons. But because he did so well, now he's just free run. So, he, of course, he does a great job. No one's going to do it. But he's just got a free run to Allen and take advantage of that. So, really well done by Landry. But I want to point out that he got the sack because he was trying to stay within his technique and what the stunt called for. Getting Simmons open, he did it so well that he cost himself to be open. And, again, you see the outside rushes here – not giving Allen any kind of an escape route. So just well done by just four Titans down linemen. So that's what we were talking about earlier. And then you see the the hit coming in. And I want to point this out because you see Landry's coming in and this is we're talking about Allen missed some stuff, but I want I just want to show if, if, if this done isn't run to perfection, isn't run well, you look, you can see two Bill's routes here coming wide open for a big gain, And it was that kind of stuff that the, the Titans were able to do and manufacture to get Allen out of his comfort zone and to really affect him. So great job by the Titans' defense on the day. Want to go over to the, the long touchdown run because I want to point out a couple of things. Because I, I wanted to point out that I've been not the biggest fan of Swaim. I, I really don't. I, I really have been kind of hard on him. He hasn't had a great year, but on this play, he was much better. So this is you know kind of a duo. Uh, zone look with a with a cutback automatically. I think it's called Duo, and I think I know it is it's called Duo. And what happens is you you see that you're going to get your double teams up to the second level out of the offensive lineman here, and that's going to be the concept. And you see back here, you're going to basically have a scoop and scoop with your back with your overhang receiver and your tied in. So Henry, you're going to see him start to set up out, and then he cuts it back, and that's where the touchdown happens. But it has to the cutback has to be here between depending on the stunt, either behind Swain or in front of Swain, depending on where it lines up. So that's the general idea of the play. So you start to get into it, and you see that here is your double team. Saffold's already passed off. He's climbing. Luan is keeping out. Jones is overtaking. Davis, this is really great from Davis. what I'm talking about when I say that, that I'm not worried about is Davis if the pass pro can keep contributing or keep improving, excuse me, because you see him with his right arm starting to help Questenberry to take over. He's still active, and he's got his eyes right there. He sees the linebacker. He has nowhere to go. He's being patient. He's doing a good job blocking. Q's working hard down there. You start to see Swain starting to step up. If I had my druthers, that's too wide of a step, but he is getting out there to try to cut off that penetration, and you have Nick West. Brooke Akeen, out here to block there, so you can already see it starting to set up. Uh, Henry's already made his 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 counter step, and he's going to look like he's coming this way. The way he's stepping and the way that the Tanhill's opening up, he looks the flow. Everything looks like that Henry's going to go this way. So that's why you start to see the linebackers opening up here. You start to see the linebacker settle here, and you're going to get flow here and flow here. And that's the design of this play. So really well, really great job by the blockers so far. As we get into it one more step, you see that now Swain is is doing a great job walling off his man, getting in there. Q is sealing off. We're not going to pay attention to that little hook arm there and what the Titans got away with here. Not mentioning that at all. Davis on the linebacker. Ben Jones working out. Saffold working up and keeping him out. Look at Julio working out hard out here. I, you know, I know that the, the, obviously him and Rabel are uh, fighting, having knockdown dragouts in the in the mortal uh, enemies, mortal enemies. So, but he's he's out there blocking his tail off, working. Taylor's keeping his guy out. I, I don't, don't want to hear that, that he's this guy's rounding the corner. He's done his job. That that guy is out of the play. You start to see here the natural cutback that's opening up. Look at the lane that's opening up for Henry. And that's all that a, a running back that is as talented as Derrick Henry needs. He's going to hit his plant foot here, and he's going to get up the field after just a slight contact because the receiver is able to maintain his block enough. And now Henry is out the gate for a touchdown. You know what happens there. But what I want to point out, Jones is keeping someone out of trying to run something down. A.J. Brown's in a good position to keep someone out. And now all Henry has to do is run past this this corner, who, or safety, who doesn't do a good job of helping. Because I think that if you go back and watch, he stepped up here and then tried to play catch up. Yeah, good job. Way to go. Henry's out the gate for the touchdown. So really well done for everybody doing their job. And when we talk about these plays breaking down, it's always one little thing. Like maybe Henry doesn't score because Nick uh, Westbrook, he didn't quite get there. Swamed and walled his guy off down here. Those little things are what happen, and, and you like to see the Titans do that. Um, so wanted to point that running play out. One more play for you. I'm going to go past this. I just I just wanted to point out on the, the scramble. This was the, the play after the one Jonathan did. I really liked how the, 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 the Titans stayed in their rush lanes to try to, to not allow Allen to rush an easy rush lane. You see uh, Autry out here, um, I think that's Autry, out here doing a good job of keeping him maintained. And then soon as soon as Allen starts to break across – Autry comes in and tries to 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 force him out and forces him out flat which is key for this play because you notice instead of him being able to run forward for the first down and run forward to the end zone now you have these two linebackers here able to keep our say or excuse me safety and linebacker long and Byard able to keep contained and go so now the forces Allen this way and it's just a race to the sideline and Titans do a good job keeping him bottled up team contain to get in there to force him to try to make athletic play and be about a half yard short and we all know what that sets up i apologize about the quality of the picture i couldn't get GameStream to actually produce this in a 4k content even though that's what i selected so i apologize but i want to point out here that people were saying that typically when you run a sneak offensive line want to get as close as they can i will say that the titans originally this is i couldn't get it quite to, to load up based on the quality but the titans were lined up in kind of a this this kind of a look in a wide look because they were given a spread and right before even before Allen starts to walk up they all pinched in to cover the gaps from where they were, to help cover that, and almost knowing that this sneak is going to be coming. So that was a big key for me to, to have Dawkins, because he's already in his stance. So if you if you lined up out a little bit, maybe you influenced him out at, you know, six inches, five inches, whatever it is, can help you create that gap in the middle, which we saw what happened for Simmons. And then at the snap, you see Simmons is already crashing that gap. We all know what happened there. He's able to get a big paw on Allen, fight over Dawkins, and push him over the pile as well and stop that play dead. But your other interior linemen have to get a lot of credit for this too. And I want that's what I want to point out here is that if they're not doing their job and stuffing the double team here in the inside, and I think, I think there was Tierra Tart in there. Um, I have to go back and look, maybe Naquan Jones. But but the interior linemen here doing a good job stuffing the guard center and guard in the interior gives Allen nowhere to go. He sees this gap start to open up and think, oh, I can easily slide through there. Nope, not with a monster blocking that off. So, yes, great job. Great job by uh, Simmons, as we know, but it was really everybody up front being able to put this pressure on and stop the Bills for a big play for the Titans and end the game. Hey, I made it. Technology was my friend tonight. I didn't screw up.
1: I halfway expected <laughs> just like the internet to come out, God to strike you down of some sort. You know. Yeah,
0: it's it, this is going too well. Lightning's got to hit the house and, and really clear this out, so. Yeah.
1: We sacrificed a goat on the front lawn to just get through that one segment. But with it no is Halloween,
0: issues. so, so I, I don't very know.
1: realistic decorations outside right now. Yeah. So
0: thanks for sticking with us now. But I, I wanted to point those plays out because it was somewhat. It was it was such a team effort for everyone. And that's the thing is the Henry, uh, Tannehill, AJ Brown. They're going to get the accolades on offense, and, and well, so because they're the ones carrying the ball, they're the ones making it happen and drive the ball on the field. But they're not going to get anywhere with the offensive line and the extra blockers blocking for that big run doesn't happen. Every man is not doing their job putting forth a great effort to get him there i think i know that's an easy concept but i like to point that out and give credit where credit due same with the defense it's just a game of inches on jonathan's play being able to, to stop moss for a shorter game than what he was had open to him because of the play of one individual to force them out and long and the next play of everybody containing and then leading to the big fourth down stop so that's what that's if titans play that kind of game they're gonna they're gonna win a lot of these down the stretch
1: speaking of down the stretch even though we're not at halfway through the season yet
0: down the, yeah but here's the thing this is down the stretch of that big you know massive you know we we looked at it they had a big stretch of games coming up with the bills the chiefs and the colts again well they're almost to the end of it of that stretch of games and with the chiefs coming in and the chiefs not looking like the kansas city chiefs of old having some issues of their own they're they're not clicking of course that means they'll click this weekend with it with, with with the titans luck but they haven't looked like the chiefs of old so let's go let's get into that is what the the titans who are who are back among the Premier leagues and uh, teams in the league with this win over the Bills. They're up there in the rankings. They're four and two. They've got a better record than the Chiefs. Uh, the Chiefs have looked, you think the Titans have looked bad at times with that Jets loss? The, the, I'd, I'd be more worried as a Chiefs fan because they they have taken, they were supposed to be elite, elite, and they've been very, meh. Yeah, I mean, so, it's,
1: it's all relative. I mean, based on expectations, the Chiefs, because you have Mahomes, you're always going to have these expectations that are sky high. The Chiefs' defense has looked absolutely atrocious, but. Offense is still scary, so uh, you you can't just come in here thinking, oh, it's a three and three team. Titans are immediately better. They played a rough schedule had the Chiefs. Now, they have also not looked great against very inferior opponents either, so that definitely definitely gives you hope. But it's not uh, with uh, all the injuries that the Titans are dealing with. It's not exactly shocking to see the Chiefs, uh, you know, four point favorites going into the weekend.
0: Yeah, because it's still the Chiefs. They still have old Patty Mahomes back there, old Sneakerhead himself. I mean, th- those kinds of things. When you have those kind of players, if Hill's healthy, which I think he's still on their their injury report, I know Kelsey, I think was uh, banged up in the in the Bills game, uh, but they've 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 had some rest. You know, they they've been able to they you know the Titans are playing the shorter game the shorter week, um, but you know, it's still the Chiefs. They're still going to put up some points. I think defensively, I th- I honestly think that if you you enjoyed last. The Monday night's game, or the Monday night's game, I think you're going to enjoy this one because I'm hoping the Titans are going to be fairly similar to what they did versus the Bills. Keep everything in front, not give up big plays, put spies on Patrick Mahomes, try to keep him contained. Because he's going to get loose outside the pocket. He's going to make those cross sidearm throws, but you just have to try to keep everything in front and make them earn it. At the same time, you have to hope the offense can sustain drives and keep the the Chiefs' offense off the field. So similar to what we talked about last week and attacking the Bills.
1: Yeah, I think I'm not sure that you spy Mahomes. You may have some delayed blitzes going after him, but I don't think you're going to see a ton of uh, a ton of blitzes overall. I think you're going to see. Uh, the good news is about, uh, you know, they're, they're going to play two, three high quite a bit, keep everything in front of them. But I think what you're, the way the Titans play that, they do a lot of disguised looks. I think you're going to see a lot of those same disguised looks. But it, the thing is, when you do those disguised looks, it's some of those things that you're not just trotting out the same defense. You're not just going into the Madden play picker, pressing A and then moving on every single play and just going with the same defense. While the end result may end up being the same, there are differences in what it looks like to a quarterback. And the extra however long you can make him hold on to that ball if you can just stay over the top then you have a little bit of hope especially because he's not exactly playing in sync throwing on time There are some issues with how Patrick Mahomes is playing quarterback right now and so that's that's your hope on defense now the problem is is that I, I think Breon Borders is probably your most athletic corner right now on the entire roster so That could be a problem. I mean, you can't really afford to play much man coverage at all until you get down into the red zone. But you got to hope that Ben don't break defense and get a couple of stops in there. And then, frankly, you have to take advantage of where the Chiefs are weakest, which is easily on the defensive side.
0: Yeah, and, and that's what I was going to ask you uh, as well. And I'm, I'm glad you kind of talked about borders there. Um, and you you hit the nail on the head. I think that they're going to have to manufacture pressure again by not rushing too many and, and, and keep taking coverage away. Uh, similar to what they did to the Bills, being able to twist the studs, rushing with four delayed blitzes, maybe dropping to try to take off some of those short plays. Uh, get physical with Kelsey uh, and, and try to make it hard on him because he's had a tough season as well. So those kind of things. But what I want to ask you, and I really do, I do, really do view you as a DB, guru what some of the things the titans can do to try to help protect because the, the, whoever they roll out there at corner is going to be worse than what they thought they were going to have versus the chiefs at this point in the season so there's going to be some things for possibly Andy Reid and the chiefs to take advantage of what if you're the titans what are kind of things are you doing to try to throw at the chiefs or try to at least incorporate on defense to help those corners out
1: yeah, I mean what you're what you're hoping to do, I think, is you're gonna slide those safeties probably out a couple of steps, uh, as at least to the side of Tyreek Hill. You've gotta get some help over the top for those deep routes for him, and that way that you can be pre you can be physical with him at the point of attack. The problem is, is that the Chiefs like to move Tyreek Hill around a lot. And so there's going to be opportunities where they can get him in the slot. And that's where it's going to create a little bit more trouble for you being able to do that because you don't want to leave other places completely open in the middle of the field. They don't have uh, spectacular weapons after you know Hill and Kelsey. You, know, you saw in the playoff game a couple of years ago, they said this offense runs through Travis Kelsey and that you, they were going to take Kelsey away, and they did. They absolutely did take Kelsey away in that playoff game, but, you know, Tyreek Hill has always kind of been their, um, their X factor when going against the Titans. I think he had something like 19 targets, uh, one year against them. So I'm not sure if they try to mix it up a little bit here. I'm not sure if it, if it's one of those where you say, hey, let's see what happens if we just take Tyreek Hill away. Um, but ultimately, I don't think with them missing the running game, Andy Reid's probably a little bit more likely to stick to the run game than, say, someone like, uh, you know, day ball has proven to be in Buffalo, but at that at this point, with no. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, um, I'm going to do what I can to shade it over any of these big plays and take away Tyree Kill, and that's going to be safety help. And then you just got to hope that the guy, the David Longs, the, the Kevin Byards can hold up on their own well enough against Kelsey coming across the middle and some right. of those choice routes that he likes to run. But yeah, at, at this point, I think you got to take away those easy plays, and it's got to be one of those where we're going to have long drives on offense. We're gonna get Derrick Henry going against the sieve of a defense that the Chiefs have been playing so far, and we're going to bet that you'll make a mistake on your 15 play drive before we will,
0: and that's ultimately right. what it's got to come down to. I 100% agree, and you've hit all my points because it's got to be it's got to be a little bit of run Henry run, uh, and I don't mean just run after, but it's got to be efficient runs. They've got to be efficient passes. Tannehill has to be uh, Tannehill has to be that second hill Tannehill minimum. That he was versus the Bills. I would like to see him be, you know, what Tannehill can be, but I think as a, the offense Downing has really got it, he's really been doing a good job of being balanced. I know that early on I was really a little upset about the, you know, what seemed like and felt like a lot of run, run, pass, run, a little predictability. But again, he's been setting some things up. And, and again, we talked about it last week when this offense is really rolling, the whole playbook's open to them and it doesn't really matter what pattern because if they're getting three, four yards a carry at Derrick Henry, that's the big thing. And they're also don't need to be, they can't be shooting themselves in the foot with penalties with, with missed blocks. And you didn't see that versus the bills. And that was the big, that was the big thing for them. Those why those six drives ended in points and didn't really punt at all is because they were able to sustain drives and not get behind schedule with those negative plays. So good job for the last week, look to do the same thing here. Because here's the thing. If, you, if you're thinking that they're going to keep the, the chiefs out of the end zone or if you think this game's over because the Chiefs score two touchdowns, hopefully the Titans are keeping right there with him. But that's not going to be the case. I don't want to see the tweets fire off that oh, this is done, wrap it up, let's go back to you know let's go back to the house, send Kansas City bye, thanks for coming. The game's not over. Kansas City's going to score some points. You hope that you can hold off some of these long drives and turn and make them kick field goals, make them make mistakes. Obviously, that's the goal. But you can't give up because they're scoring points because they're going to score points. So let's let's just get that thought process going. If this is a low-scoring game, I'm going to be very surprised. And that's the thing with the Titans is they've got to be efficient and keep up the scoring with them and finish on top. And, and, and it should be another exciting game where – hopefully for the Titans sake, the the last person with a ball is looking for a chance to win the game. And if you're the Titans, hopefully you've not left them enough time to do that, uh, for the chiefs. So that that's kind of what I'm thinking is that you just have to play another efficient game on offense and do what you can to force them to, to, to drive on you and look for a mistake because they've been mistake prone this year. And that's how I think you win this ball game.
1: So, but before we wrap up here, got a got a pretty good question here from Stony, and uh, that's in a game that might come down to one b- big defensive stop. Which defense do you trust to make that stop right now? Frankly, I I don't think it's even close for me. Yeah. I think the, the Titans right now have more playmakers on defense. Tyron Matthew is a playmaker, and, and, but. and Chris Jones are guys on, on the the Chiefs defense. But outside of that, who who's the guy that's stepping up? I know that I got uh, on on the Titans. I've got. You know, David Long makes some splash plays, but Bayard is playing well. Uh you have Jeffrey Simmons, and then Harold Andry is playing like a top five edge rusher right now.
0: Autry's playing out of his head too. He's and been, he's, was, been a, he's been a great addition. Sorry for stepping you there. You're no, probably going there. I apologize. No, you're
1: good. You're good. And so I, and for me, I do think it's the Titans that come up with a big play when you need it. Um, you just hope that you're able to to stay in it on offense long enough that where Henry can really take over and force those mistakes, which frankly. Mahomes has been mistake prone so far this year.
0: Yep. So that's what you need to hope happens for the Titans to win the game, that they can force the Chiefs into mistakes, be efficient on offense. But real quick before we get the joke of the week, what's your prediction for the game?
1: I think it's a lot to ask for the Titans to be able to come out and pick up a second win um, on a short week against. Uh, I still think the Chiefs are one of the better teams in the NFL. I think that's asking a lot with all of the injuries that they are dealing with. I think they're capable of it. Um, but, you know, had you come into this stretch and said, hey, if you can pick up one of two from the Colts and Bills or from the Chiefs and Bills, I think you would take that. Mm hmm. But you have an opportunity here to really make a statement and come out and beat the Chiefs, which they're fully capable of doing. But I wouldn't be surprised if this was a uh, a close loss. So I'm going to go with the Chiefs end up pulling this one out by about you know four points.
0: Yeah, I think I think it's the Chiefs by a last minute field goal, and if the Titans weren't as injured at corner. I'd probably feel I'd actually flip this and say that the Titans could probably win by a full score, like a, like a touchdown, like actually holding them out, trying to not not tie the game through a touchdown kind of thing, but because the Titans are a little banged up places and we don't know if they'll have Julio and AJ, there's not a whole lot of unknown, but if they, if Hulu and AJ can go and I have a lot of confidence, it's, it's a it's kind of closer to a coin flip for me to be honest with you. And I'm not trying to be negative, but with the chiefs do have, can be the more dangerous offense, at least a little more explosive offense. Um, even the Titans have been better explosively here recently. I just, I just think it's going to come down to the wire, and I think that the Chiefs are going to have that ball last. And unfortunately, I think it's in a situation where you've left two minutes too many for Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. It's a very specific prediction, but yeah, um, I, yeah, I tend to, you know, get my foot stuck in my mouth when I do that. Yeah, so hopefully, yeah, no, I did. I'm going to save you here, <laughs> uh,
1: but I mean, it, it, it's funny when you look at, you know, Christian Fulton, Caleb Farley, both of them injured right now for this game. And I, I will say this: those two players are on this roster because of the Kansas city chiefs you drafted those guys mm-hmm. to be able to match up with the chiefs so it's unfortunate that Correct. you're not you're gonna have to go against them without them
0: that's yeah at least not at least one of them so that is kind of funny speaking of funny
1: hey ryan hey jonathan a blind man walks into a bar and then a table and then a chair
0: That's going to do it for us this week on The Coach's Corner. We are brought to you by Broadway Sports Network, partner with 440 Sports. For your check, sure, and head on over to broadwaysportsmedia.com. Check out all their podcast articles, everything you want for Titans, Nashville soccer, all there for you to consume. Check it out. Go to our shop. Buy our shirt. Wear it around town. Tell the people about this great, amazing podcast, live show. Come join us next Thursday as well. But until then, we'll see you.
1: Brought to you by Broadway Sports Media.